Yo, I wasn't ready for tonight. <laughs> but as Tom prayed, I just felt the spirit coming over me. It's amazing. Yo. Most of the times when I speak English, I don't understand myself. <laughs> Any questions, you can ask me afterwards. Uh, uh, ask Tom. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've shared a lot this morning, and I'm, uh, every time you preach, it's different. So for the ones who've been here, um, yeah, don't know where God's going, <laughs> but uh, I, I shared this morning mostly about everything, but I'm going to share again because I think this is where God wants to, to go, and uh, the last part of my preaching this morning, I don't even know what I said, but uh, it was probably just the Spirit just working through me. But anyway, um, on Thursday when I was walking the dogs, I actually... You know, I, I was preparing the week and, and, and just talking to God, why just using me and, uh, you know, this normal Karua Laiti, this oak from the Karoo. And uh, God said, it's because I'm in you, I'm living in you, and you're living in me. And I think, uh, I think the thing is that, that we need to know, all of us need to know this, that God's in you. And he needs to use you. He wants to. Um, I need to figure out where I need to start because <laughs> when I prepared, I actually prepared two two preachers, and at the end I put them all together. <laughs> so it was a, a bit difficult um, this morning. Um, but we all know that. You were planned. Some of us, we weren't planned. But actually, you were planned. By God. Does it make sense? Um, and I think that's an amazing thing. But the most important thing is, is that God has actually planned you exactly for this time. To be here exactly now. Exactly in this 2021 as part of the season that's going on, everything that's going on in the world, God has exactly chosen you at the right time for the right place. We need to know that. And many thought of you before you were made, they actually already had a plan for you. He already knew what you were going to do, where you were, where you're going to be today, where you ended up and where he actually wants you to end up. And following Jesus is probably one of the most easiest but most difficult things I've ever done. And I'll tell you why. It's because the easy part was believing and just getting born again. But the most difficult part was walking in his footsteps. Really, it's not. Because I measure myself every time in walking in his footsteps. And I, I, I disappoint myself. But 
That is why he, the Bible says he is the lamb for our feet. We need to keep on following him. And God will ask things of you sometimes that are very difficult. That you actually would like, um, I almost said Noah, what's the guy that went into the fish? Jonah, sorry? Jonah. It just comes up to me. It's like Jonah trying to run away from God. Because what God expected from him was just way too difficult. He didn't want to do it. But here's an amazing thing that we, we, we need to know is that God doesn't actually need us. He doesn't need you to do anything. He can do it by himself whenever he wants and however he wants. But he wants to use us for our, so that he, um, for our faith and in faith so that we can grow. And we are actually part of his plan. That's the most amazing thing, is that we're actually part of his plan. So he will use us to execute what he's got in mind. Faith is experiencing God working through us. So you might feel insecure sometimes, or I'm not good enough, I'm not worth, worthy enough, and you might uh, even be scary sometimes. But at the end, when you look back, God's plan for your life will be perfect, and it will be revealed. Why? Because God is always with us. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. So everything you, you're going to do, fail or not fail, he's going to use that for your good. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 actually says God even knew you before you were born in your mom's womb. He knew your name. And this evening I'm, I want to look at someone who had an impact in the Bible. Um, and if you look at this lady, you will think that she no way had a chance of even becoming a queen. This morning I said a princess and my wife said, no, it's a queen. Anyway, I get a bit confused with these queens and kings and princes and princesses. Um, first of all, I need to just color in a bit about Esther because first of all, the chances that Esther would have been a queen was zero. Because she was a Jew. Uh, and uh, the thing about the king choosing the queen is you go through months of, what do you call it? Pamperlam. Pampering. 
You go through, really, you, you go through months of pampering. Three years. Oh, sorry. Tom knows. Is that what you had to go through with, with, with your wife, Tom? <laughs> Three years of pampering. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't just one, one girl. It was hundreds or more sometimes. And then the, the king would choose one or two or three of the most beautiful queens or ladies that would become a queen. So first of all, the chances of Esther becoming a queen was zero, but she became a queen. And um, I'm going to read from Esther 4, verse, was it 9 or 10? What do we have there? 14. No. Yeah, I have to go to 10 to 17 please. Sorry, this morning I only read verse 10 in English because it, it made a little bit more sense. Right. Um, so Mordecai came to Esther and at that stage of, uh, where Esther were, when she was queen, the Jews would have been slaughtered. All of them would have been killed. And then she came, Mordecai came to Esther actually and then I'm just going to read a little bit about what happened there. And then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that he be put to death. Now this is important because the queen can't just go to the, queen, to the king. No one can go to the king, except if the king picks up his, uh, what do you call it, scepter, and summon that person to come forward. If you just run up to the king, talk to him, he will put you to death. But what's happening now here is Esther is actually trying to get an excuse not to talk to the king. The only exception, uh, sorry, exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So she actually says 30 days and the king hasn't summoned me. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. So she actually had an excuse. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. And it's actually a warning to her, but it's also a warning to us. That don't think if God asks something from you, nothing will happen. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. That's very important. What's he actually saying there? God doesn't need her. Because he can bring deliverance from somewhere else. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. We will come back to that verse 14 because that is 
we, what I'm actually going to talk about ten, tonight. And then Esther's uh, faith kicks in. This is where uh, faith kicks in. And then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even through it is, it is against the law. So she will go to the king, even against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. And the main thing is here is that what I wanted, what happened after that is the Jews actually got saved through Esther because she d decided in faith to wait upon the king and changed the whole cause of the Jews forever. One lady. You can go read the book of Esther. But the thing is, is that Esther was born and set exactly for that time. And God knew that. And I want to tell you this evening that you are, have been set exactly at the right time, at the right place for right now. We need to know that. And why do we need to know that? Is that when God calls us, we need to react. You see, I think we're living right now in a time, especially Christians, I'm talking about Christians, we, um, we are actually sleeping. And um, the English word is we are in su survival mode. A lot of us are in survival mode. Just what I do, I, I mean about that. We go to church, we read our Bible, um, we pray for each other, go to community, and then that's where it stops. And I want to tell you that in this time where you're living in, we're living in, it's not enough. Why do I say it's not enough? Because that's not what God wants for you. It's not where it ends. He's got more for us. As a family in Christ, there's so much more. Together as a church, not as an individual. He wants to use you. He wants you to go to someone and give prophetic word. Just by the way, uh, Norma, uh, um, uh, what's your name? Huh? Worship leader. <laughs> Ramon. Sorry, actually, Gies, Ramon. Um, I, I actually got uh, when. Earlier, I've, I, I, I had a prophetic word for you that, and it's not, it's not the bicycle. But um, I just felt that God said, God, the thing is, you, you, 
we, we need to understand we, we, we Christians, but we will tell ourselves, okay, we don't need to go to community on Wednesday. So we stay away. And it's, you just might miss something. Or you don't come to church on a Sunday and <clears throat> if someone in church has got a word for you and you actually miss that. Or maybe you've got a word for someone else. Now my question is this. If you're married, if you've got a wife and children, who are we to keep away our wives and children from the presence of God? Who are we? We think like the world, but we call ourselves Christians. Just to come to church is not enough. We need to start searching for something more. I mean, come on. Jesus didn't just die on the cross so that you can come Sunday in and Sunday out and go to community. No, no, he died on the cross to be filled with the Spirit. And if you're filled with the Spirit, two Corinthians, is it 1 Corinthians 12? Uh, yeah, I think it's 1 Corinthians 12. What is he called us? Yeah, the gift is 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah, I think so. I think it's 1 Corinthians 12. The gifts. So you receive the Spirit, you receive the gifts. There's, the gifts are there, but I, I don't know how many of us really use, use the gifts. And you see, that is why we are a church. And, and, and um, Andrew said yesterday that why are we a church? Because Tom got cannot reflect Jesus on, it, on his own. It, for him, it's impossible. Because I only see a little piece of Jesus in him. Then I see another piece of Jesus in Kevin, in Gerard, in Kevin. And that's Jesus. That's the bride of, Je of Christ. It's the church. You think you can run this thing alone? I promise you, you can't. There's a lot of people that think they can. But we fit in like a puzzle. That's the most beautiful thing. One puzzle is missing. The puzzle cannot be complete. But we need each other. If the world wants to see how Jesus looks like, he needs to look at the church. Can't look at any individual. Doesn't matter who it is. You can bring it to me. Because we're not perfect. We will never be perfect. So my question to you is Are you satisfied with what you've got? Because surely I am not. I am searching for more. And the thing here is, is that I'm also not, I'm not the best teacher or the best person here. And I will never be perfect, but it's okay. 
I'll keep on trying. Because I know that God gave me a second chance in life. While people were walking over me, God gave me a second time, a second life. And for me to just throw that away, there's a lot of times where actually I'm thinking the devil does not, he doesn't sleep. He shows you sin. Yes, sin. That's where you were. Look, yes. You can go again if you want to. Do it again. And we need. And as soon as I think of it looks good, what comes back in my mind is, but I need to cut this off because of what Jesus has done for me. He's given me a second life. If I do this, if I do sin, if I do this, I might not run to the end. I will not run to the end. We must remember this, that we need each other. We need to, Francois needs to tell me when I do something wrong. That's church. That's the bride. And that is where God wants each of us to be. We need to search Him. We need to wait for Him. I feel there's a new season. I just shared this with Tom. There's a new season coming for us as a people, as a people, godly people, and that is to wait on Him. I haven't heard anything. Go back to the mountain and wait. I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything. Go back to the mountain. Wait again. This morning we waited on God. And God started speaking through the saints. He wants, God wants to activate his people as a, as a godly people. Activate. Open your heart for this so that God can work through you and in you because he is in you. Okay.